0: What's up, folks? It is episode 106, and it is, of course, Friday, Eve, Thursday night. For those who like to keep track of the days of the week, I see the comments already coming in, so hang on for that one. Tonight, we have an action-packed show here, as we have multiple guests on with us, along with the regular crew. We have Jen McGraw with us here, the Philly Sports Talk Eagles columnist. Chris Gordy, of course, from In the Trenches, co-host with Indy Kalou. 10 to 12 Central Standard Time, 11 to 1 Eastern Standard Time. So you guys can catch him on Sports Talk 790. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. And we also have the president of the Philly Sports Trips, Vince Frizzuto. He's with us tonight as we'll get into some Eagles talk, some Dallas talk, because it still is Dallas week, even though this is now the second time the Eagles are playing them. And it's expected to be 22 degrees this weekend in Philly, as Chris had mentioned earlier on In the Trenches. So, it's going to be chilly for the Eagles, but it's okay because we saw the Bucks come into town one time before and threw that theory right out the window and they went on to win the Super Bowl. So we hope that it doesn't happen this week as we're looking for an Eagles victory coming up this Sunday. We'll also get into some Antonio Brown talk because apparently AB just doesn't go away. So more AB news, Bucks news. Normally Dylan Spaulding, who's our local Tampa correspondent, will be reporting here with us, but he is over at the Lightning Game for tonight and we'll see him probably coming up on Sunday he'll give us the entire wrap of what happened tonight but once again everybody stay tuned we are planning to have a great show tonight tons of information to put out there we have Nick with us as he's still on his break from Clemson so hang on to your seats because it's going to be a fantastic show I'm Angel this is Broad Street South and we are at episode 106 everybody welcome You already see Gene Gene, the dancing machine back there, the Godfather himself. Which I cannot do the show without my co host. Here is the Godfather. Oh, there is Fuji. Fuji, what's going on tonight? What is going on,
1: Angel? It's Dallas week, baby, at the Combat Zone, Saturday night, 8 15. Everybody get ready. The war is going to go on with the Dallas Cowboys. Angel, how are you? Birds are in the playoffs. Happy New Year to everybody. Let's get this action-packed show started, baby. Let's get it on. How
0: That's right. I'm doing just fine. Listen, you got me fired up, too. I should to rip off my shirt and just be you know, sleeveless for the, the rest of the show no, here. please, but... no.
1: Don't do that. We, can't, <laughs> we, we don't want to see that. How's everybody?
0: <laughs> Listen, Let's everybody's good. We're already
1: rocking, baby. We got Vince. We got Chris. We got Jen. Nick. We got Dylan from the... The lightning game coming on. We're talking hey, A.B., we're doing all this stuff.
0: Let's go. Exactly. Let's. us going to be a great night for sure. And, uh, of course, it is not as cold as it is in Philly down here. It's about 72 degrees outside right now. Not expecting any snow anytime soon, but it's okay because we know that you love to the snow and everything else up there, which mm-hmm. I don't miss whatsoever. So uh, it's, it, it's just going to be a good night overall talk about Dallas, talk about A.B., talk about everything in between. And, of course, we need to add our young beat writer. Mr. Nick, which hopefully he has his shades nearby because everyone hang on. Okay. Here's Nick Leeson.
1: <music>
0: Nick, is what's a, going on? I'm Welcome so back.
2: sorry I don't have the sunglasses, but no. uh, great to be back. I, Fuji, I love that you fired us all up to get the show started. This is the first time we've Welcome done this back together. Back and
1: this is the first time we've been together since before you went on us. I know. With we keep know. messing with each other.
2: I know. I know. I'm. I, I'm so excited to be back, though. I can't wait to uh, do another show here and uh, get this on the road. Eagles in the playoffs. Sixers are kind of mad right now, but hey, the Eagles are in the playoffs. That's all that matters. That's
1: it's it. Good That's good. all that matters in this town, baby. Eagles Nation will be rocking next week. Whoever Tampa, Arizona, Dallas. Who the hell is the other? The Rams, who knows where it's going to be. Just bring them on, baby. Just bring them on. Let's just skip this damn game. Get it out of the way, and let's get the next week because I'm ready to go. I'm lined up like Hogan. I'm ready to start pointing, baby. Just bring anybody on.
0: cuz this on. And listen, get, get it all pumped under everything else. That's good, Fujian. we are live here from the LG Direct Sales Solution Studio. As you got me there, twisting my tongue around. But, hey, listen, it's, it's, again, great week for the Eagles, and we expect a lot of good things coming from them, especially after that win from the WFT which is known around here as DCU for the district of Columbia university until they figure out who they want to be. It, and supposedly it was leaked out that they're going to become the Washington Admirals because someone had gone to one of the charity sites and it accidentally flipped it from the Washington football team to the Washington Admirals before it went to their charity site. So that could be the leak out there before everything actually happens. But speaking of, and we hope not to have any kind of leaks whatsoever, we have, one gentleman the president of philly sports trip that's been waiting very diligently and if uh dj montage here can get the philly sports trips up there on the screen i think he has it right there yes he does phillysportstrips.com if you guys want to take the road trip and this is why this is key important win this week for the eagles if you guys are planning on taking a road trip, get away from the snow, come down here to Tampa with phillysportstrips.com because they are not only the best in the business, but from we just learned, they are 9-0 and on their bus trips. And with that being said, others welcome in Vince Rizzuto. Vince, how are you?
3: Hey, guys. This is awesome, man. Mike, you could get a Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, man. That is awesome. And, and what, I, sorry, but I have to say it, man, what you remind me of are the 10 crazy Eagles fans that have already signed up for our playoff, a playoff trip. There's people that have signed up for a trip and they don't even know where they're going yet. And that's the passion that I love about this city, man. It's good to be here.
1: Thanks for coming on. we do appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thank you I mean, definitely for coming on. And, uh, our next guest here, well, coming from Philly herself, uh, Filling in, of course, not only for just every common list, but as the Eagles common list on Philly Sports Talk, it is, as you guys can see here, if I can, oh, no, you know what? I got to bring it back over this way. Let me bring it back over here. Let me add it. See? Because things always getting up screwed up here. Uh, uh, wrong one there. DJ Montage, but it's okay. We'll bring it. I should have told you the other one, but it's okay. It's the wrong one. We'll bring it up there. But you know what? Jen can fill in for the other Jen. <laughs> Jen, how are you this evening? <laughs>
4: Great. You know, what's funny is uh, just the other day, I followed that same Jen on Twitter and Instagram just because I wanted to reach out and be like, Hey, I'm in uh, the news world as well. So it's pretty cool to see two Jen McGraws in the sports world. Um, so that this it's pretty cool. Fun fact, but I'm really happy to be here. Any opportunity that I can talk about the Eagles, I will gladly take that opportunity. Um, so I'm, I'm just happy to be here, you know, I want to put it out there. I just want to put it out open in the world. Before the season started, I said that the Eagles would be a 10-win team. I didn't say it would be easy. They by no stretch of the imagination did I think it would be easy, but I definitely see the Eagles getting their 10th win this weekend and we'll just we'll hope for the best cuz I really want to I really want to see this win this weekend, but I'm also just this hyped for the playoffs, so I'm I'm hyped to just get this get this started, get the Super Bowl run Let's started. Speak.
1: Let's get this party rocking, baby. I'm ready.
0: Let's right, go. Yeah. We already know it. you're ready there, slick, but it's all right. And uh, DJ I'm Montage. i out of the tunnel like dog.
1: Sorry. I'm
0: just fired <laughs> up. DJ Montage, I apologize for that because I forgot to tell you the actual name to look for because there's a ton of Jim McGraw. So that's my apologies there, uh, DJ. Uh, and also, hailing from Houston, Texas. Again, you guys can hear him Monday through Friday with Andy Kalu and Big Sarge normally jumps in between. Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, but you can listen to Chris Gordy and all the action he has with Indy Kalu again on In the Trenches on Sports Talk 790 from 10 a.m. to 12 Central Standard Time. And uh, DJ Montage, you can find there, Chris Gordy. I'd appreciate there. But in the meantime, we will bring up the man himself. It is Chris Gordy. Chris, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it.
5: What's up, gang? It's like being on uh, Hollywood Squares here. We got everybody excited. <laughs> Pretty much. My wife's an Angels fan, so she's fired up for this weekend. Big, big game Saturday night
0: it's going to be a, a big one it that's for sure and and uh, chris as you mentioned earlier actually it was yesterday when you had, you talked about as far as wanting the eagles to win which uh, kind of surprised me cuz usually a lot of times from texas you're not going to hear too much as far as people saying for the eagles to win normally it's either for dallas and because they're not playing the texans obviously we have nothing to do with the texans but normally it's always of course the dallas fans they want their team to win and rightfully so but when it comes to us, obviously we want the Eagles to win. But you had mentioned it, and I was going to actually – I tried to call through because Tuesday I'm supposed to do a segment with Andy Kalou, and I haven't gotten a chance this week because the phone lines have been crazy busy. And the week has gone by so quick with you guys that when the first hour rolls around – and for anyone who was not listening to the show, I will say this much – It is the fastest two hours in sports talk radio. And I kid you not, because by the time they come up with their first segment, they're already up to segment number six and they're in the second hour. And like yesterday, it seemed like from 11 to 12, it flew by between the callers and you guys going back and forth yesterday. It seemed like it it was just like 10 minutes and the second hour was gone. But always great content by you, Chris. I've been dying to talk to you for a while, and so I'm glad you had the opportunity to come along with us tonight. And, uh, listen, keep it up as far as down here on Sports Talk 790 because you guys do an amazing job.
5: Thanks, man. Yeah, let me let me let you in on a little secret. Um, Outside of Dallas, everybody in Houston hates everything Dallas. We hate the Cowboys. We hate the Mavericks. We hate the Rangers. Astros beat up on the Rangers all the time. So, yeah, we're – uh. We're we're Dallas haters along with you guys in uh in Houston. <laughs> Amen to that.
0: That's right. That's, that's it. That that is a good thing. What's up, Tim Buck Two? He got jokes tonight. What's up, Tim Buck I see you out there. Uh, Dylan also says host. Also, hopefully, we will see the Eagles in the playoffs. Uh, Rick Marcus podcast being shown live in the Southwest Airlines break room. Well, thank you, Rick. I do appreciate that. And Tom Sean, I'll see your coming here. I'll get to you in a momentarily. And Tom's always. Uh, what's going on, Tom and Tara? Thanks for tuning in along with everyone else tonight. So, Sean, I'll hang on to your comment there for a second. But, uh, Chris, one thing I want to get uh, right to you with was uh, we learned today as you were talking about it on air, and then not more than you say that if they're going to be cutting him today, then on a rare Thursday that Bruce Arians never does any kind of pressers, he lets everyone know the reason why he let Antonio Brown go, and you went on with a classic, and I'm not even going to call it a rant because all the facts that you had was the same thing I was going to talk about tonight. And I messaged Andy Kalou about it in the same way with you on Twitter to let you know that it was the same things I was going to bring up tonight. So before we get into it, as you, if you remember what you said from this morning, just so everybody knows, this is the actual statement from Bruce Arians. Therefore, no one can say that's not what was said. So here's a clip from Bruce Arians talked about the entire incident.
6: Obviously, we let Antonio go today. Um, just to clear you up on some things that happened. At no point in time during that game did he ever ask a trainer or a doctor about his ankle. He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So obviously that was the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. We always had uh, he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calm down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. Um, I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, "You're done. Get the f out of here." And that's the that's the that's the end of it. And uh, we are work we are working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. And um, hopefully, it ends today.
0: So that was the statement by again Bruce Arians. And everybody had thought originally. And listen, mental health. We've talked about it before on the show. It's different when you're talking about someone who needs a problem worked out because, and and we know that, that obviously Antonio Brown's had concussions before when he was with the Steelers, we get all that drama that went on with them and out there with Steeler nation. Then he goes over to the Raiders and gets dropped by the Raiders. Even before he plays the first game, one was because of the whole helmet incident. He wanted to play with the same type of helmet that he wanted to play with in Pittsburgh. Raiders said, no, they're going through a new NFL helmet protocol. You couldn't do it. Let him go, go to the Raiders or goes to the Patriots. After Tom Brady stuck his neck out there, Went out there for, I think it was like three games, if not just one. Gets let go by the Patriots, gets picked up again by Tom Brady, sticking his neck out once again, by Tampa Bay. Then wins the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, gets rehired again, basically on a one-year deal with Tampa. It was about to come up on a bonus, and then this comes out. So, Chris, I want you to pretty much state to everybody, everything almost just about happened within the timeline that led up to everything that went on and now finally getting the facts from uh, Bruce Arians, about what he talked about—the reason why he let go of Antonio Brown.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, you hit—you hit on a lot of it. I mean, the, you know, this goes back, to, and it was crazy when I was looking back through his history. I mean, you go back to throwing furniture out of a 14th floor apartment window, near nearly hitting a 22-month-old. Like this is where it all started. Then there was sexual assault allegations—not once, but twice, but three times. Um, numerous domestic incidents, a burglary incident where he robbed a moving guy that was in front of his house. I mean, just all these crazy things. And so, you know, somebody put it eloquently today. They said, look, it's like the boy who cried wolf. If this actually was real, that that Bruce Arians said, get in there and you're hurt, and he said, I don't care, get in there, nobody sympathizes with you because you've had all these other issues and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, look, uh, the b- biggest thing I said was, in a time where nobody wanted him, Bruce Arians, because of their connection in Pittsburgh, said, look, I'll take him in. Tom Brady, they had a little bit of a moment in New England. He said, look, I'll take him under my wing. We're going to make sure he does everything right, minds his P's and Q's. For him to turn on those guys and say, no, y'all are the problem, it's like, hey, man, we stuck our neck out for you. We even we even stood by you when you turned in a fake vaccination card, and, right. which you know could be a, a federal offense. We don't know. But like all these things that have happened with him, these guys are the ones who defended him. And now he's coming after them going, you're the problem. No, you're the problem, Antonio. And unfortunately, you know, this story ends the way it does. And um, again, if he was really hurt, as Bruce Arian said, there are in, there are ways to handle this. You go tell the trainer. You go, hey, man, I'm hurt. Can we go back in the tent back here? Look at my ankle. Not just sit on the bench and then go, so you're ready to go, right? Oh, no, no, I'm hurt. Well, when did this happen? This came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I can't play. Like, Dude, go talk with the trainer. Don't rip your jersey off and your shoulder pads and leave. So he handled it the wrong way. Is there some culpability here for Bruce Arians and the staff? We'll see. We'll find out what the real truth is. But I thought Arians did a pretty good job of spelling it out today and saying, look, man, we wish the best for him, but we took a chance on him, and this thing ain't working out.
0: Right. Can we it. great Food.
5: Chris, just to,
1: just to go back in this history of all these – everything that's happened with Antonio Brown. The thing of him and Ben Roth, him and Big Ben going back and forth in the media, and then remember a couple of years ago, James Harrison said he just thought there was something just off with Antonio Brown. I don't know if it's just from the concussions, but if you remember a couple of years ago, he took a shot in a playoff game against the Bengals, which, I mean, his, I, I think it was fact that cracked him. Over in the middle, but I mean, to me, I just think this is a cry for help. I well, mean, with all the C- all all the CTE going on, and so something well, just seems off.
5: The two things that I that I brought up today is, is that he, in all this stuff that he's gone through with the allegations and and criminal stuff and all that, he's had to go undergo two different anger management counseling programs, and he's undergone two that we know of psychological evaluations. Now, what does that mean? It means if he's not physically there or mentally there, they would have diagnosed this a while back and said, look, this guy, you're not equipped." I mean, the NFL has standards, right? you got to pass a certain psychological test to even play in the NFL. They're so concerned with concussions and, you know, guys doing crazy things, shooting themselves after they play and all this crazy stuff. The NFL is always looking out for the player's best interest, at least now in in NFL 2022. Uh, That's where I find it a little bit hard to believe that, you know, it it makes – it makes him look like an ass is what it does. It's like, man, if he's really, you know, if they're saying he's psychologically there and all this, it's easy for us to say, oh, mental health, because this clearly sounds like somebody who has problems and doesn't have, you know, has a screw loose upstairs. But if he's undergone these psychological evaluations and those people have said, nah, I mean, seems fine to me. Uh, I think he's, you know, I think he's just being an ass. And so that that's, that's all we can deduce here. And keep in mind, this is the same guy who turned on his team in, with the Steelers didn't play week seventeen when they were fighting for a playoff uh, spot. Gets released from there, goes to Oakland. Says, "Man, I'm so excited to play here." Then doesn't wear the right uh, shoes in the cryotherapy. Gets uh, basically frostbite on his feet. Misses ten of eleven yeah. training camp practices. Then files a grievance. Says, "If I don't get to wear the helmet that I want to wear, uh, you know, I'm going to retire from football." Like it's just been one thing after another. And it's like, man, s- stay out of the headlines just for like a month. Just like stop making headlines for all the bad all the wrong reasons and so again I, you know when he's when he's healthy and when he's playing football he's one of the best talents in the league the problem is this guy's just got more baggage than anybody wants to handle and again i, I kudos to the buck staff for 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 moving on with it but it does bring up a bigger topic guys on you know the 2022 in the nfl are there guys being asked to play through injuries we saw other players that brought that up today uh, across the NFL who said, yeah, I had to play through an injury or my coach said, get back out there. That'll be an interesting topic as this thing kind of moves along in the future of the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Because again, Bruce Harris, and you kind of, you feel bad for Bruce Harris in the same way with Tom Brady. And, and I know we don't have obviously Tom Brady fans here in this, you know, as far as with Eagles fans, other than beating them in the Super Bowl, which is a couple of years ago. But as far as when it comes to, Tom Brady, once again, he stuck his neck out for AB twice. Then he even stuck out his his neck from the day that he left from the field. But then if it's supposed to be an ankle injury, then you also have Antonio Brown dancing basically in the end zone as he was jumping around. All he had to do was a couple of jumping jacks. He'd been just fine. So if your ankle would have been busted, which obviously it wasn't, then you had the people on social media saying – well, maybe it's a mental health thing. And at the time, no one knew. So I understand everybody was trying to figure out exactly what was, what the deal was. But we also know that he, he does need some sort of awareness program that he needs to go through. And I think it's been touched on many times before. So you got Antonio Brown basically, takes his jersey off, you know, rips off the shoulder pads, throws his clothes out there to the crowd. Leaves, then he find you know finds himself at a basketball game the very next day. Before that, then he puts out that cryptic, basically, YouTube video that he decided to put together in, like, within 10 minutes. Throw that out there. So, all this stuff that goes on. Then today, after he gets let go from the Bucks, he puts out another message saying, basically, he doesn't know where he is at this point. That he should be either with the team. He should be with the team. Obviously, he's cut at this point. But then... Like everything else, there'll be somebody, some playoff team that's in dire need of a wide receiver, and he'll probably end up getting picked up again. But you already know it's going to have to come with baggage. And no offense to Odell Beckham Jr., that's another one, a super diva out there in LA. That marriage is only going to last but so many games because it's going to come down to the same exact thing. It's you know he's already he's gotten what he wants out there in LA. Granted, it's a one-year deal, he's going to be leased out to him, but. Then we wonder Will OBJ stay with the Rams? How much will the Rams put up with all the stuff that he goes up with? So Antonio Brown, I mean, a, a great career NFL player, great wideout. But the baggage is too much for any team to handle. And I don't know how much more. Obviously, Bruce Arians had enough of it. And again, going kind of circling back to it, where Bruce Arians felt bad and you can see it in, in just in his face and his demeanor of what was going on there. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be something else that's going to be spun around. Other people are going to, get, you know, twist up the story. And we'll hear different versions of it before it's all said and done. So I, I just. I feel bad in a way because this is not nothing new for Antonio Brown, but at the same time too, as an organization, they know the job that they have to get done. You're right now looking at repeating back-to-back championships at this point. And, and you know, that playoff scenario for Tampa Bay is not going to be easy as they've been coming back like the Eagles in the second half to come back to win the games. Obviously, if he would have stayed in there, he probably got more passes thrown at him when they come back to beat the Jets. So not the smartest move by Antonio Brown. I feel bad for the organization for things that had to happen, But the storyline, I'm quite sure, is not done yet, Chris. So, well, it's going to be interesting to see within the next couple of days what else is going to be spun by either Antonio Brown or someone else to either defend him or say, no, you guys got the story completely wrong.
5: Yeah, I I think the two guys who defended him, you know, if Bruce Arians and Tom Brady you can't make it work with those guys – I don't think you're going to get another job in the NFL. I know somebody like Josina Anderson, she tweeted out, oh, I've talked to multiple f- people that said if Antonio Brown's available, they'll pick him up. And I'm going, yeah, let me call let me call bluff on that. Like, I'd love to see a team take a chance on him right now. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants – you know, it's it's one thing to be a talent. It's another thing to have all the other headaches and everything that come with it. And, you know, I thought the thing that, that was most compelling of what they said today with, uh, with Bruce Arians was that just before halftime, he was complaining about – not getting enough targets keep in mind he's got all this bonus money that was coming his way if he hit certain amount of uh catches and yards and touchdowns and all that and i'm going well, which is it is it the ankle hurts or is it i'm not getting enough targets it can't be both because you can't pull, you know you can't be ailing and man i can't move because this ankle hurts versus man i'm not getting enough targets in this game so again just another thing to to make him look like the the, the moron he is and again here's hoping that one day he wakes up and says and I really messed up a good thing I had going in the NFL. Andrew, can I
2: quickly defend AB before before we we talk Eagles a little bit? I, I I I think something we've really seen in 2021 was athletes and mental health is is a real thing, you know, these these people they're they're people too and I I don't think what AB did was right. I I think he handled the situation quite poorly, but maybe he was just done. He's he's done this for so many years. There's no guy who's talked more about that's a non-quarterback than Antonio Brown. And maybe he just said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. I'm going to go retire. He's got enough money to retire. People are saying he might box. I don't. I, I hope he doesn't box. I don't think he's ready. But uh, maybe he's just done with it. I, I, I think it was, wasn't a very smart move of him. But this will blow over in the next week and a half. We got NFL playoffs. We got a Super Bowl coming up in a month. And I think he's going to get his names right out of the headlines. And I think at some point in June or July, he's going to be right back in the picture. I think he'll be fresh. He'll be ready to go.
0: Well, we'll see. I like. I like to get the thoughts here real quick before we move on to Eelson. and obviously because the playoffs are coming back, and J- Joey B. Oh boy, hold on. <laughs> let me get Joey B's coming in here because Joey B. has I'm back from vacation Fuji Royal Caribbean cruise. Yeah, one week in the Caribbean, I drank more than one barrels in James, and and Joey B. has been a good friend of the show here uh for over a year as well when we had uh tony bruno one with us and he's been back ever since so we appreciate it and sean like i said i'll get your comment here as we get into eagles talk but uh jen uh and vince i want to get you guys get you guys involved as well jen i would like to get your take as far as when it comes to this whole antonio brown saga that he continues to do year in and year out
4: yeah um it's it's really it's really interesting to watch this whole situation play out because at first we didn't know what was going on and then all of a sudden you know things st- start coming to light especially um, with the this past this morning with what Antonio Brown said and what he may have may not have been truthful about as well as Bruce Arians coming out and speaking out with what may or may not be his truth as well. But one thing that I wanted to touch on regarding this whole situation is what's really interesting to to look at is. Antonio Brown has a lot of baggage coming into this season and, you know, just in general and coming into this team. But so also was Richard Sherman because Richard Sherman had an incident over the summer where he had that drunk driving incident and um, domestic, that domestic dispute kind of thing going on. And then look at him now. Like he, he went to the Buccaneers because they gave him a chance and he got himself straightened out and he got things under control. So it's all about, and I'm a huge mental health advocate. So obviously I'm going to put that on the forefront, but it's also about taking a responsibility and holding yourself accountable to whatever happened in the past. Right. So with Antonio Brown, he's got, he's got a long history of baggage with different teams and things that have happened, but it's about trying to get yourself better so that way you can continue playing. Because like you guys said, Antonio Brown's got a really good thing coming with, a potentially multi Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning team with you know Tampa Bay um, and Tom Brady and um, Bruce Arians and just the work that they're able to do. So he need, he needs to get himself straight, and I I just hope that he can get himself straightened out. Maybe take this this time just to focus on this mental health, focus on getting this his situation resolved, and then come back and come back stronger.
0: All right, Vince.
3: I take this a different way for just a minute sure. here. Bear with me, guys. Um, I believe it's like a privilege to play in the NFL, and I think sometimes the better you are as a player, you get away with more. And, um, I have this deep seated hate for Tom Brady and uh, for the Patriots when he played for them. And honestly, like you know, they cheated against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. You have Tom Brady deflating balls, and you have Tom Brady vouching for this guy. He got on the team, and now he's gone. So the way I look at it is Brady deserved this. Um, I hope that it, it screws with the team. And uh, that, that, that's my take on this. I, I really think that, um, you know, we have to, you know, hold athletes to a higher standard. And the list of what he's done is too long of a list. So I think it was a, a showy way for him to leave. And I, I really hope that he's not in another uniform.
0: Uh, well again well one i've seen and nick you're you're as far as the mental health you are correct as we talked about it before earlier with uh ron Motti, remy Mani, when we had our our uh as far as the awareness show but it's the same way everybody knows that at this point Antonio Brown, he needs to seek help. One way or the other, you need to seek the help. There's a lot of people in this world today. It's the same way, too, because of everything that's going on in today's society. A lot of people need help. And and you can just talk to someone and listen in and make sure that that person's fine. You you always check up on your friends, family, and people you don't even know just to make sure everybody's okay. But we all know that AB, at one point or another, is going to need help. And if he ever wants to resurrect his NFL career, that's going to have to be the big thing because even his family, from what was told, was extremely upset the way he handled things, the way he showcased themselves, and they thought that he had already passed that stage, but apparently he hasn't. So it's going to be a long road recovery for Antonio Brown unless he decides to get that help. So we'll see. But, of course, more importantly now, we want to get into, and Chris, you can always add into the Eagles coverage here, but uh, coming up with uh, our first segment here, or our second one, actually, from uh, Tampa Joe's and TampaJoe's.com, DJ Montage, if you have that ready there, Of course, you guys can come down here on Eagles game day, and we hope that Philly sports trips actually comes down here if the Eagles can pull off the win. And you guys can see them at 9316 Anderson Road out here in Tampa, Florida. It is a 10-minute drive from the airport. Hop off the plane, go to Tampa Joe's, pick up your favorite beverage, your favorite food, just go over there or order it on TampaJoe's.com while you're in the aircraft. Go there, pick it up, and you'll be just fine. But it's the home of the Philly South, the official fan club of Broad Street South, and we hope uh, it will be the home of Philly sports trips here when they come down next week. So we're just, we're, hoping we're crossing our fingers. We hope to get the job done. But so obviously we've seen the, the week that it was with the Eagles, the comeback win against the Washington football team. Again, also known as the DCU here, as we talk about on Broad Street South, which is the name they've had since this whole makeup name, that it, whatever they want to do with it. But we know that Ron Rivera did not want to have two losses in a row, obviously from the week before getting shellacked, and then they get beat again by the Eagles. And if they win their last game, great for them. We won't, it, it won't matter as far as when it comes to us. But the Eagles, the performance they put on, a very slow first-half start. Then the Eagles finally started getting at least some mustard picking up here on the second half. Uh, the big one for the game, and I'm drawing a blank for the moment, as far as Josh Sweat. Ended up having uh, two deflected passes, ended up having two sacks, and I believe there's two other stops he made as well. So a big game from him. Uh, the same way with Anthony Harris. All the, the Eagles' defense started picking up on the second half. Jalen Hurst started looking more comfortable again in the pocket. A lot better in the second half than in the first half. So the Eagles, in order to pull off this win, coming against Dallas, obviously Dallas coming into town. The cold temperatures for me, I would love to say it would be a small part of it, but I don't believe so because Dallas has been here before as well when it's been cold. It all depends on what exactly how the Eagles are going to perform, and that starts again if it's a sluggish first half and Dallas gets out to a 28-point lead and the Eagles only pull up three, it's going to be really hard to come back against that team. I don't believe Dallas is resting anybody because they know as far as not as much as cheating, but they want to see you they going to play in the playoffs as well. So it's important for both of these teams to come out strong, to come out fast and to stay on pace for the Eagles. More importantly, because I know finally people are starting to believe in Jalen hurts when the very beginning and almost up until like three weeks ago, they were still saying that Jalen was not the quarterback of the future here in Philadelphia. I've been saying it all season long that I believe he needs to get his fair share, his fair shot in Philly, and I believe it can happen in year two. But someone else, and I'm almost sharing it with Sean, and Sean, like I said, I'll get to your comment here. I believe it was Sean has shared it to me. They were saying that maybe that Jalen Hurts spotlighted himself in that last game maybe to be a potential trade bait in the offseason. I hope it doesn't happen. But I will start out with Jen. Jen, as far as this week upcoming with Dallas in town here in just a couple days. What do you expect at least to see from this Eagles offense to kick off the first half?
4: Yeah. I mean, um, for, uh, to adjust the elephant in the room, obviously want to see a faster start, right? Because the Dallas Cowboys are not going to hold back, especially with them starting. And it was really interesting to see Nick Sirianni talk about it in his pre- press conference this morning, that he's still kind of weary about starting his starters, but the thing is, and I know this game is not going to matter so much to us as it, as it will um, Dallas, but if Dallas is starting their starters, we should start our starters, especially with the slow starts that we've been having, because he, um, Sirianni also mentioned that he doesn't want to lose that that momentum, the four-game win that they've been having. Um, they don't want to lose that momentum, so it would be really, really interesting to see that how many people he starts, who he starts. I honestly... and. I'm a huge, huge Jalen Hurts supporter. I have been all season. I wanted to give him a fair shot. Um, I would be fine with sitting him at least for a half half of the game, uh, maybe like the first half or the second half, just because I know he's been having some ankle injuries and I know Gardner Minshew could definitely get things started, get things fired up and maybe maybe just for the sake of this game, that's what the Eagles need. They need somebody who just for this again, just for this game can kind of get the fire started underneath the Eagles and um push out and push in front of the Dallas Cowboys because I really really wanted to see how Jalen Hurts could react under pressure obviously we saw last week um during the game how he reacts to pressure as well as after the game with the railing incident how he reacts to some sort of like pressure and stress but I wanted to see how he reacts this week to pressure because the Dallas Cowboys are obviously bringing the pressure with or without Micah Parsons I'm pretty sure Micah Parsons will be out for this game due to COVID um the COVID protocols, but I really want to see how um, he's going to handle pressure, how the team is going to react to pressure, and if they're going to be able to keep the mistakes that they made, keep them to a minimum, and just continue to be this really, really dangerous team that they could be in the playoffs.
0: Fuji, do you have a
4: question? Well, I was
1: going to say, like, just what Jen was saying, like, you got to keep the momentum going, like Nick Sirianni was – Talking about because I may take Some slack for this from Eagles Nation But you know you come Out flat against Washington And the Giants you can't go Into the wild card weekend You know like That you got to come out play smart Consistent football for 60 Minutes on whoever you're going to Whatever city you're going to go to Because you know as as Angel was saying you know you're down 28-3 sorry to say it folks They're done they're not going to unless they could pull a miracle, but you can't, you can't play down to the competition. You're going up against, you know, the elite teams here and going into next week, you know, you got to keep that momentum going. You know, you got to get that running game going. You got keep the Al Scott or fresh, keep the receivers going, keep this defense fresh. Like, you know, everybody's going out to bring the Ray game. I mean, you got Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Ronnie McLeod, guys that, been in the trenches, have brought the Super Bowl here, and they better – you know, everybody's got to be fired up to go in the next week because I'm already ready to go. How about everybody else, but <laughs> I mean, if I can run out on that damn field right now, let's get this thing started, but all jokes aside. Buddy. You got to yeah. keep that momentum going with Jordan Howard, Boston Scott. Get Miles Sanders back in there next week. So keep that momentum flowing nice. You know, if you rush your starters for a quarter or a half, but. You
0: know, just keep that fire lit. No, you're absolutely right. Now, I want to, speaking about uh, jokes and everything else, I want to get this one in here before I give the next question to Vince, because you know that Joey B loves you there. says, Fuji, I went a little overboard on a cocktail's cheesecake and key lime pie. I started singing the Eagles fight song. Then I realized I was a Giants fan, which obviously he is. So Joey's always got jokes. But Dave, I want to give you this question here. And then I'm going to relate the question. And Sean's been patiently waiting for the answer over to, to Chris. But Dave, is Hurts the quarterback of the future here in Philly? And by the way, Dave Wallencheck. I want to make sure I get the proper due here from redline radio LLC.com. Dave, just moving into studio number two out there in Ohio as we're Actually, we're doing the first show this Sunday uh, from studio two out there in Ohio, also celebrating his one year anniversary with redline radio banner. So congratulations to those guys and uh, their first season was still city renegade. So uh, as far as Vince QB of the future, is it hurts here in Philly?
3: It's funny. I've been uh, asked this question all season um, where number one on game days um, and traveling and seeing him win a lot of away games this year. Um, And my answer was always the same thing, which is ask me at week 18. And I guess we're here. Um, You know, he deserved to start this year and show us what he what he could do. And uh, we made the playoffs and we have a bye week. So, yeah. I think he's the quarterback of now he's the quarterback for this week and next week. And uh, I think he deserves a second season as the Eagles starter.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. Listen, we all hope so. We we hope that's the situation here in Philly. I don't see why not. And I know a lot of people again, in the Philly market out there and you know, in TV land as well, finally they started saying that how well Jalen Hurts has performed. And I guess maybe and it is kind of silly to think about it that he, Obviously, he wrote a letter for what had happened out there at FedEx Field. That that railing coming off—God forbid—he would have been injured from it. Yet, all the fans that were there would have been injured from it. And now it seems like we, we wrote a letter, and everybody's like, "See, you know, he takes— you know, he's a man of action. He's been doing that since he started with the Eagles." But it's just certain things drive me absolutely nuts sometimes for the, just how dumb things can be as far as the Philadelphia. But Chris, I want to get this one over here to you. And sorry if it's coming up you there a little bit. But he says, uh, "What's up, guys?" Do you see the Eagles going after Calvin Ridley? I definitely do. Uh, Instead of addressing it in the draft, besides the mental issue, I think a change of scenery will be great. And obviously referring to A.B. In the four seasons with the Falcons, Ridley has caught – I'm sorry, uh, talking about Ridley here. But he says in the four seasons, Ridley has caught 248 passes with 3,342 yards and 28 touchdowns in just 49 49 games, 35 starts. Just 27 years old, Ridley has has just – excuse me, has just his fifth year option remaining on his contract. The final year is worth $11.1 million and is only guaranteed for injury. In theory, the Eagles uh, could, and I'm sorry where it runs out there, Sean, says could renew it. So, uh, Chris, your thoughts about as far as when it comes to Calvin Ridley?
5: Yeah, I mean, for a guy who can stretch the field and be that deep threat, um, for the future of the Eagles, I think that would be fantastic. I've, you know, I, I don't know if you see my LSU stuff in the background, but I was a big proponent of Justin Jefferson should have been the mm-hmm. Eagles' pick. Jo- Jalen rieger has been okay; uh, he hasn't been Justin Jefferson. Obviously, I couldn't imagine where this team would be if you had Justin uh, Jefferson with Devonte Smith and then you added Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley. I'm still hopeful Rieger will figure it out and he can be mm-hmm. something. But you know, when you look at the the numbers this year you know, Goddard's your second leading receiver. Then after that, what, it's Quez Watkins? Like, Rager should be two or three on that list. It's it's a joke that he's behind those guys. But um, the other thing is Devontae Smith. I came in with high expectations for him, and he's been good. He hasn't been great. I thought he'd be over 1,000 yards, 9, 10 right. touchdowns, something like that this year. Um, you know, inconsistent at times as a rookie. You know, probably give him time to figure it out, but – no, I think Calvin Ridley would be a great compliment. And you know, I know you guys are hoping for the best for Jalen Hurts. I hope so, too. I've just never been a buyer of him. I watched him throughout his entire career at, at Alabama. I watched him at Oklahoma. He's fine. I don't know if he can be special. I don't know if he can be that, that guy, that that superstar that Philly fans are looking for. But, man, he could certainly take a huge step forward with uh, a win Saturday night against Dallas. And then let's see what he does in the playoffs. And, man, the legend could, could become, uh, you know, his future in Philadelphia. So we'll see. But, yeah, to answer your question, uh, Ridley, I think, would be a fantastic addition to the Eagles. The question is, what's going to be the price? You know, can you get him for a second-round pick? Eagles have a bunch of extra picks. You know, is it worth it? And, you know, I'd also want to do a little research to find out what went wrong in Atlanta. Because he was so good at the rookie. He was so good the second year. Why did things sour there? Is it because of the new new, uh, coach? Is it because all the new pieces that they've brought in, Matt Ryan getting older? I'd want to know the answers Mm -hmm. to them but no doubt he's a super, super talent. Well, I
1: think playing, you know, playing opposite of Julio Jones. I mean, of course, you know, Julio Jones in his prime, you can plug any one of us on the other side of the field there. But I don't, I, I'm going to go back to this theory to 2017. Now, any anybody can disagree with me, but when Howie went out and brought in Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey for Carson Wentz, and gave him some receivers. You know, You know, Jalen Hurts needs a couple receivers. Because, all right, the, like you said, Chris, I thought Devontae Smith was going to explode. But, you know, the receivers really weren't getting thrown a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of drops. Quez Watkins shows signs. I mean, Jalen Rieger, it's just, J, Jalen Hurts needs a better support and cast around. He's got the weathered the Eagles bring back Jordan Howard is another question. Is Miles Sanders in the future? But, you know, you got Dallas Goddard. To me, in a way, I'll take some heat on this. I wouldn't have traded Zach Ertz just, just for that veteran leadership that Jalen Hurts could have used along with Dallas Goddard with the two tight end set. But that's just my opinion.
0: You got to figure too. Who's uh, from as Dave? Let's say the team that plays in First Energy Stadium. Um, Why am I drawing a blank? The wide receiver. Good lord, good friends with OBJ.
2: Jarvis Landry.
0: There you go. So apparently he does not want to go back against the Cleveland. Come next year. What if, just hypothetically, what if he becomes available? That'd be a good option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so.
2: He's uh, got great hands and uh, he's, he's more of a security blanket. J- Jalen Hurts seems to really like his, his security blankets. The guys that he's like, all right, this I know this guy's going to catch the ball. Kind of bigger guys, right? Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, he's six foot, but obviously he's super long arms, great hands as well. Um, I mean, Jarvis would be a, be a great option, but, but guys, Eagles are playing in the playoffs two weeks. Like Like, let's stop looking at the future here. Like, these guys are two weeks away from being on the road in somebody else's house trying to play. Like, this is insane. Their win total at the start of the year, Vegas had them at six and a half, and they have now gone well over. I was convinced they were going to be well under. Jalen Hurts was going to be gone. And, look, Jalen's been great. He's definitely going to get another year. He's got about ten more starts, and then, and then who knows? He might have that big money, or depending on where this team ends up, there's this kid named Bryce Young in Alabama Right. CJ Stroud at Ohio State. I know Gordy. You know him. I'm a Clemson guy. I, I have to see him for the next two years, so I'm I'm frustrated about that. But you know, let let's look let's look right now. We got playoff two weeks. This Dallas game's gonna be a really good one. Um, and and let's see. Just curious for the Eagles fans in the room, what's the best matchup you guys think Philly could have? I
1: I would I would say Tampa or Dallas. I mean, going going out across the country against the Rams. But then again, I'm not sold on Matt Stafford. What's Matt Stafford ever really did so far in the playoffs? Not
0: too much. No, but he hasn't been doing it too well either. And the same way, if you if you look at it, look at the, the, the Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott as much and and I defended the guy as far as saying getting paid, but he's still, I I guess you might say a work in progress at this point because Dak still it's either not. Throwing the ball too deep, as we've seen the last game on what was it, Sunday night, throwing the ball either too deep, it's throwing it either just out of reach, or your receivers and your tight ends are having to do that, basically extend their hands out to be able to grab that ball. So Dak also hasn't – he hasn't convinced me, as the later part of the season has happened here, that he'll be able to get – Dallas into that next epitome of, you know, out of the VCR era and finally into the digital era as far as winning anything whatsoever. So that would be interesting. And don't forget either that Dallas has to remember and sorry, Dallas fans, if you tune in tonight, but let's not forget Green Bay has been your daddy for the past couple of years. And it could be a good possibility that once again, your daddy shows up at your house, but this time you guys have to go to green Bay It may happen all over again. So I'm not completely convinced. And Gordy, I I don't know how, as far as when, you know, the field down here in Texas, when it comes to Dallas, how much are they believing that deck Prescott can finally get them past that divisional round?
5: Oh, it's big. There's big question marks. I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier that, uh, they're not going to have the the rookie linebacker this week, and out with COVID, they're also going to be without Tyrone Smith, who's you know one of their better offensive linemen. He's out in the COVID protocols, so there's big question marks ever since Dak came back from that injury. Man, he has not looked like Dak of of last year. That high flying offense. I'm a, a guy who had Ceedee Lamb on his fantasy team, and every week I'm going, why don't they give this guy the ball? Like, what is the problem? This guy's a a stud, takes mm-hmm. the top off the defense, and he finishes like four catches for 20 yards, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, why can't they get you know their playmakers involved zeke has been inconsistent at times tony pollard looks like the better running back so mm-hmm. they got big problems in dallas and just to answer your question which uh matchup seems most likely i think it's probably tampa and again tampa's had their issues with, with you know mm-hmm. needing a miracle with cyril grayson to to win this past weekend but fournette's been banged up uh, uh ronald jones has been banged up i mean You know, going into Tampa shouldn't be like, "Oh my God, we have no chance." Like, no, absolutely. With the way that the Eagles have played in recent weeks, at least in the second half of games, they would absolutely have a chance going into Tampa. So, I wouldn't be worried about it. And you know, think about this too: how often does the the reigning Super Bowl champ, you know, make another run and get back? A lot of times, that team loses in the playoffs. So. Um again it's it's big bad Tom Brady. I get it. Another year older, whatever. He gets he's like a wine, he gets better with age, whatever. But uh (laughs) if I'm a Philly fan, take care of business this weekend against Dallas, and man, I'd be feeling really confident about my team if even if it if it is going into Tampa.
0: I know I'll I'll throw off Fuji here a little bit. And Sean, I'm gonna get back to your uh was it Sean? No, Nick had a question. So Nick, I'll get to your question here. Or sorry, Joey, not Nick. Goodness. Um, as far as I think here, and Jen, you can you can uh, also, if you want to chime in on this one as well, but to me, out of the two, I prefer Devontae Smith over CeeDee Lamb. That's just my own opinion. I know Fuji was set on having CeeDee Lamb here, but when it comes down to performance, I think to me personally, Devontae Smith will become a lot better than CeeDee Lamb will because CeeDee Lamb seems like that ego got to him once he went to Dallas. And again, that's just me looking from the outside. What do I know? It's just my own opinion. But to me, I think Devontae Smith will be five years from now. You compare the both of them. I think there's a better, much better upside on Devontae Smith than there is with CeeDee Lamb. Now, if CeeDee Lamb gets traded away from Dallas, maybe then he becomes a superstar he was in college. But I just don't see that. I, I don't see it from CeeDee Lamb. So, Jen, I, I actually I, I'd love to get your opinion first. Do you out of the two is Devontae Smith a lot better? At least over Ceedee Lamb, or is it kind of like a fair advantage between both? That's
4: a, that's a really good question. Um, I think, in terms of the Eagles' standpoint, Devontae Smith would be better. But I do see, I do see the argument where Ceedee Lamb could be could be just a little more advanced than Devontae Smith. But I do think kind of kind of mm-hmm. the sidestep of what, off of what you were talking about. Um, I do see Devontae Smith being a lot better for the Eagles just because. He's, he's a rookie coming in. Jalen Hurts is not technically a rookie, but he's completed his first rookie season, if you will, I guess. Um, and then we have a rookie head coach. So um, And then also the fact Hurts and Smith have also played together, so they already have that chemistry. They've already built that kind of connection together on the field. So that throwing in the rookie head coach, I think, allows a lot of opportunity for growth for all three of them, and they'll just continue to dominate. Whereas if we had, like, CeeDee Lamb, and uh Jalen Hurts and our head coach, then it's not that there wouldn't be con- connections and stuff that they would build, but it just wouldn't be as easy to build that connection and have that that already background coming in as with Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, and um then throwing in head coach Nick Sirianni.
0: Right. Fuji, you look you're ready to bust out the seams because of that question. Go ahead,
4: Fuji.
1: I'm not taking none away from Devontae Smith. I just think the problem problem with the Eagles history is they never draft a big physical receiver. They always draft these small guys that are way about a buck 05, and we could do another show on that, and I'm not going to get into the Howie thing. But need a nice big physical receiver like the 81 that we used to have, Terrell Owens. All right, a diva, but you need big playmaker. I just – I just prefer the big wide receiver, I uh, Harold Carmichael or Mike Quick. But just to say, I mean, you need playmakers like a DK Metcalf, not not JJR Sega whiteside or Jalen Rieger, who's But uh, – I'm not going to get into it, but I just like the big physical receiver. The big play is a playmaker. We always seem not to get that. Why? I don't know. It's, it's that front office, but I'm not even going to go there. And and just – I'm just going to leave it alone. Turn the page on that, and I'll be a good
0: – Well, Nick Nick looks I'll like you want to say something.
1: No, I, 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 I just I – I just it burns me up. You I, I know what? Let me just say one more thing, Nick, not the cut. If Eagles Nation could all get together and do a poll – Everybody would pick the right, the right pick. Besides the guy that's the GM right now, I would guarantee it because we know what we're talking about. And I'm just, my mm, fires me up every damn year. But
0: All right. sorry, got it, Nick. I
2: approve this message. Go I got three things. One, they need to sign Fuji to be the wide receiver. He needs to be number two on that roster. <laughs> I think they also need to hire Fuji as the general manager. Hi, Roseman. I'm, I know you've been great, but Fuji's better. I mean, come on. Like, the great smile. He fires people up. Like, I,
0: I, it, it's
2: it not even. my mind. <laughs> but, I, Angel, if you don't mind, I quickly want to do a little college football thing. I, I, see, I know Chris is a big college football fan, and I know he's done a lot of stuff for LSU. <laughs> and I know, Jennifer, you've done stuff with UConn, both just getting new head coaches. Jennifer, I want to start with you. Sell Jim Mora to the, all the UConn fans out there. What is he going to do that UConn hasn't been able to do?
4: So it's really cool because um, I actually got to talk to Jim Mora not too long ago, um, and so I'll I'll just start I'll will break it I'll break it down for you guys. So um, I've been able to interview all these new recruits coming into the UConn team because if you if you don't know University of Connecticut kind of had a a rough season last season. They finished 1-11, and so it was uh, very rough for them. So this is, like the Eagles, this is their rebuild year. They're coming back. They're trying to be better. So what better way to start the rebuild than with a head coach who's had a couple stints with um, a couple great programs in college football as well as in the NFL. So Jim Mora is, is that guy. And so everybody that I've talked to, where, where it's recruits, people that just know, know of Jim Mora or know Jim Mora, they're very confident in him. They're very confident in, in his swagger. Okay. Like, first of all, first and foremost, the guy's got swagger. And second, just the way that he's been able to turn programs around, such as UCLA. Um, some of the stuff that he's learned in, in the NFL, the way he's been able to just be a winning head coach. He um, he's going to be a really good fit for UConn. He's looking all over this East coast for new recruits and trying to build a really good team. So Anything, I mean, if anything, the Eagles should kind of mimic what UConn is doing right now with the the star talent that they're getting and the way that they're going about it uh, at Howie Roseman. Because I'm not a, I'm not a big Howie Roseman fan either, but I'll uh, I'll keep it at that. I'll keep it at that too. I'll keep it I'll keep it nice. I'll keep it civil. But uh, Jim Mora, right. he is a really really good a really good fit for UConn, and I know he's gonna he's gonna turn that turn that football organization around.
2: Jennifer, that's good to hear. They, they came to Clemson uh, this past season. They came on military day. They had one nice uh, kick return for a touchdown to start the game. And then they didn't score after that. But Gordy, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with Brian Kelly. I uh, Not a huge Brian Kelly guy as a Clemson fan. He just got hired at LSU. He's getting stupid money. He made that weird TikTok with the recruit where they're in that weird room or whatever according what are your thoughts on brian kelly I, I i like him as a coach but i just wanted to fire a little shot there what are your thoughts on brian kelly being the new
5: guy at lsu well look if we needed somebody to bring in a good uh, jambalaya recipe we would have kept the last guy, we need, a guy <laughs> coach. we need a guy who can win and everywhere brian kelly's been is he, he wins everybody forgets when he got to notre dame charlie weiss was fumbling ty willingham was fumbling uh As soon as Brian Kelly got there, he took over. He won. He won at Cincinnati. He won at Grand Valley State. Everywhere he's been, he's won. So why not come to LSU where you got all the talent-rich you know, talent in state that you could ever dream of? He's going to have the best talent he's ever had in college at LSU. The last three guys at LSU have all won won national championships. The odds are Brian Kelly is going to win a national championship in the next five years at LSU. If Coach O can do it, if Les Miles can do it, eating grass on the field, I'm pretty sure Brian Kelly and his lack of ineptitude can get it done at LSU. So I think he's going to win there. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, make fun of him because he tried to use a Southern accent. Make fun of him because he danced <laughs> awkwardly in a video. If those are the worst things he does at LSU, so be it, because he's going to win. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, to see what he can do.
0: I I want to get back to you here too, Gordy, for a second, because Sean had a question for you. He says, uh, "Do you think that Dak is still uh, battling, or battling? Sorry, the shoulder injury."
5: Yeah, he doesn't look healthy. I mean, I have had him on my fantasy team and lost uh, the last couple of weeks because Dak stunk. So um, he doesn't look right. I mean, we saw during, uh, if for those of you who watched Hard Knocks, I mean, uh, they 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 let him sit as long as possible, but. And he just, uh, you know, the in-season injuries. Guys will tell you it's it's hard to come back from those and and be hundred percent. And Dak has not looked hundred percent. That's why I think, man, being in that cold weather, that cold environment on Saturday night, they're going to run the ball. I mean, they're, they're going to have to run the ball a yeah. million times on Saturday night to get it done. Because if if they got to rely on Dak to throw, I, I don't I don't expect it to go well. And, and just to answer you guys' question from earlier: If Devontae Smith finishes with sixty yards receiving and no touchdowns on Saturday night he will equal exactly what CeeDee Lamb did his rookie year. So in terms of yardage and touchdowns, they both had five touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, and I think it was 935 or something CeeDee Lamb had receiving his rookie year. Uh, so he's at – Devontae's at 875 right now. So if he has 60 yards, he will equal what CeeDee Lamb did as a rookie. So I'd say trajectory, they're they're right there, you know.
6: Right. right.
5: Chris,
0: uh, oh, I, oh, God. No, go ahead. I'll get Joey's question here. Go ahead, Pooch.
1: Chris, I I think Dallas rolling into the playoffs is in trouble with this offense. I I just think it's sputtering. I think Michael Parsons and that defense have been carrying them. Like the running gate Zeke's not the same player he once was. Tony Pollard, as you said, has been explosive, but something's off with this defense, this team, and I'm predicting them to go out in the first in the wild court.
5: Yeah, there's a reason. Okay. There was a lot of buzz for Kellen Moore as a head coaching candidate, last, you know, last off season and his project. Uh, tr- you know, people projecting what he could be in the future and all that. But there's a reason the last few weeks we've been hearing Dan Quinn's name coming up more, and everybody's kind of forgotten about Kellen Moore. Yeah. He about the defense for Dallas has turned around this year and played much better. But man, I mean, go go look at, at Dak. I mean, take away the the second Washington game, um, you know, just two weeks ago where he right. threw 300 yards. Prior to that, it's been a lot of. 211 and 217 and 238 and again i just look at it and say how do you do that? and i know michael gallup and a lot of the receivers amari cooper a lot of them have been in out of the the, the lineup but Steve lamb's been there he's been playing just about every week so right. i just don't know the uh you know and they get their tight ends involved a lot we knew, we know that but uh yeah i just think they're they're in trouble they're in trouble this saturday night and i think they're in trouble come playoff time you know there's a there's a scenario where I don't know. We'll see how it, how it works out, shapes up this weekend. But if the 49ers lose to the Rams and the Saints beat the Falcons, the Saints can get into the playoffs. Right. And I don't know how the seating would, would match up and all, but I could just see a Saints team that's been inept at quarterback a lot this year, but, like, their defense is really, really good. If they somehow got matched up with Dallas, Saints could pull right. off an upset in Dallas because their defense is that good. And I think Dak and company are just having so many issues this year.
1: Well, the Saints hold the uh, tiebreaker over the Eagles, so I believe they would be the sixth seed and the Eagles would just stay the seventh seed. Going. You know, just depending on how it plays out with all these
5: yeah, scenarios. I was, I was trying yeah. to watch on ESPN all the different scenarios. I said, I'm just going to check it after this this <laughs> Sunday, after right. all the finish. I can't. It hurt my brain trying to figure out everything. Big time. <laughs>
0: Joey had another question. He says, uh, thoughts from the panel on Doug Peterson and where he would be a solid fit, either Jacksville and or Vegas. So, uh, Vince, actually, I'll start with you because you've been the silent one here for the last couple of minutes. So I'll start with you and your thoughts.
3: Yeah, but before we, I answer that question, I just wanted to touch a couple of the points. Um, I want to play Tampa as well. I hope that um, Jalen plays the first half. The Eagles win, and, you know, five minutes left, they're up by 10, and the fans start chanting, we want Brady. Because looking at all the numbers, if the Eagles win this weekend or on Saturday, there's a really good chance the game's in Tampa. So um, that's exciting. So if you're talking about Doug Peterson, I think he fits in Jacksonville. I think he has, you know, um, nothing to lose there. Not too much pressure, obviously, they have the rookie quarterback and um, but I think he fits in Florida. I think it would be cool to take a ride down there and and see a game from Doug Peterson. I mean, you know, you see Carson has resurrected his uh, career after the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's Doug's turn. I mean, it's it's crazy to think, you know, three years ago we had a completely different team. They won the Super Bowl. We sold our soul, and now now here we are with Jalen Hurts, the second round uh, pick that helped force Carson leave, and we have a playoff game coming up. But it's gone full circle, but I wish all the best for Doug. I hope he gets a real chance, and I hope that they uh we see him in a playoff game in a couple years.
4: Oh, Jen, yeah, I kind of see I, I see um Doug Peterson being a good fit in Jacksonville. I feel like I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there is a lot of young talent in Jacksonville. Again, I could be wrong, but. Um, it just seems like Doug does really good with young talent. Um, that's kind of what the case was in 2016 and 2017 when we had a, a decent amount of hand t- uh, young talent. I know we had some older guys on defense and some um, veterans on offense as well, but I just feel like it'd be a good start or a good fresh start from him for him to um, restart his coaching career. Start it in Jacksonville, uh, like like Vince said, he's got nothing to lose, um, so I feel like it would be a good fit for him. Right.
0: Gordy,
5: Yeah, I think Jacksonville makes a lot of sense. You got a, a stud talent in Trevor Lawrence, who's basically was ruined by Urban Meyer and the, the hack of a coaching staff he put together down there. Uh, you know, it's funny, Doug's name popped up as kind of a dark horse candidate for the LSU job because he was a, a guy who went to school in Louisiana. When I was at LSU, he was a head coach at Calvary Baptist High School in the state of Louisiana. And uh, yeah, a lot of people still think very highly of him. Um, yeah, I know. Like I said, Jacksonville. That they, his name's popped up there. The other name that popped up this week, which I just laughed at, was Bill O'Brien, who obviously yeah. is having some great success yes. in Alabama under the you know part of the Saban uh, you know project of of re, remaking your image and everything as a head coach. But I think Peterson would be the safest hire for Jacksonville, and I'd be curious to see what he could get out of Trevor Lawrence. And you know, keep in mind, ATN, the, the running back from Clemson, they took in the first round. Uh, We didn't even get to see him all this year. He got hurt in the preseason, and uh, Mm -hmm. so you're going to get him back. It's almost like getting another first-round pick for next year. And, you know, stack up on that O-line. Protect Trevor Lawrence. Get him some weapons. And I think uh, Jacksonville could be pretty good under Doug Peterson. By the way, I was at the Super Bowl, witnessed the Philly special right in front of me. I got cell phone video. I posted it. Mm -hmm. Um, As happy as I've ever seen Philly fans in my life, and I was happy for Doug Peterson that night.
0: Oh, yeah, it, listen, it, it's a day that we'll never forget. We just, we, matter of fact, we played it back the uh for Andy Kalu because we told him we wish he was a part of it when he was here with the Eagles. So we ended up playing the celebration video uh of the Super Bowl that was on uh off of YouTube. And if I get a chance, I'll end up bringing it back up here before the show ends. But uh, one thing I will say, um, Chris, and and, and I messaged today when you guys were uh, obviously live there on in the trenches from 10 to 12 central standard time. Um, I said to him. That if if let's just say Byron Leftwich becomes available, meaning that obviously Jacksonville could be taking a look at him because that's where he got his career start was in Jacksonville. Then maybe Byron Leftwich would be also a good replacement for as far as head coach out there in Jacksonville. But there are swirling rumors that Bruce Arians may decide that he wants to step down at the end of the season, which everybody knows that Bruce Arians has been grooming Byron Leftwich to possibly then become the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's going to be interesting. i like to see what's going to happen there in in the offseason after it's all said and done as they get ready to start the new year. Could Byron Leftwich possibly get the nod out there for Jacksonville?
5: Yeah, I mean, I I don't see why not. You know, I think it all comes down to if Brady's not going anywhere anytime soon, you're going to go to him and say, who do you like? And and I know it's silly to say, um, you know, hire who a quarterback wants, but – look at Houston, the mess they're in with Deshaun Watson all started because they didn't consult with Deshaun Watson. You know, they told him, hey, you're going to be part of the process and then didn't go to him when they made their, uh, their coaching hires and all that. So, yeah, I, I think it's you – you know, if you're, if you're the ownership of Tampa and Bruce Arians hangs it up, you turn to TB12 and go, hey, who do you want? Brian Lefkowitz? Okay, we'll roll with him. So that's, that's basically how that one would go.
0: Right. And I want to bring up a comment here. I know he's been patiently waiting here. Jake Kiefer, congratulations to him and Kat as they announced their engagement. Uh, just look, just last month, if I remember correctly, he says, "I love watching all you uh, make me laugh." He's the only, by the way, other than Big Sarge from BigSargeSports.com and from In the Trenches, he's the only other one that I will actually, uh, <clears throat> as far as tolerate when becoming a being a a Dallas fan, but. He says, I love watching you all. Makes me laugh. Congrats on both of us uh, making the playoffs. Though this game does make me nervous with our defense week going into this week. It is what it is. I'm ready for the playoffs. Uh, laughing out loud. I know he had another one from week eight. And says, Vince, laughing my ass off mm-hmm. for real. The Bucks, you want Brady? How did that work out the last time? So,
3: <laughs> that's 2017, just... it turned out pretty well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then uh, Rick says he hopes that the Cowboys breaks down again and the flight's delayed for another four hours. So that was uh, pretty pretty incredible stuff. But uh, before we get into anything else here, and the reason why we have Vince on um, is for as I got the note here from my producer over in the other in Studio B. But Vince, I, I want to I bring up here. Here's number one: the banner so everybody remembers exactly. One of the other reasons why you're here is because as we talked about the Eagles beating again this week, Dallas, which would then hopefully guarantee it to play Tampa. You have, and they're your president of Philly sports trips and phillysportstrips.com there. You guys put it amazing package together for Washington, but I want to let everybody know how is it you came about with Philly sports trips? How did the business start? And then what do you guys offer as far as differently, let's just say, from, you know, from a competitor from from down the street or the next state over?
3: Wow. Um, Philly Sports Trips is a passion project. It's a family company. Uh, We started with the Washington trip about eight years ago. Um, It was a bunch of guys on a bus that were Eagles fans, and we wanted to cheer on the team, and it really evolved. The same time frame, I met my wife, who's an event planner, and uh, always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And we said, okay, what are we passionate about? Um, Let's start a business. And uh, it was right in front of our noses. Why not make this bus trip down to Washington something more? And uh, very quickly, it evolved into Phillies trips, Sixers, Flyers, and it was all about the people. The people kept asking for more. Um, We kept providing a premium service, a VIP style. Um, And this year um, was the first year that I was able to quit my job, go full time with Philly sports trips and really kind of let it grow and evolve into something beautiful. Um, We were able to charter an airplane with 170 Eagles fans. We flew to Vegas this year. We had three hundred and ten people at our at our tailgate. Uh, We had John Dornbos come with us and he did a private magic show for the group. Um, We just really have teamed up with a lot of really great people. And, um, you know, it's it's almost like our duty now to be ready for whatever happens uh, this weekend to keep it going. Um, the Eagles had nine away games this year for the first time ever, and now we have an away playoff game. So uh, I'm hoping for a 10th, you know, after this 10th trip, a win, and then an 11th trip. Maybe we'll go back to Green Bay. Um, but it's just, it's just to see the passion of the fans is why we really decided to turn this from a hobby into a business because the fans deserve it. It's vacation with other Philly fans, Um, and that's really it. I mean, I guess my wife, I have to just give her props for being an event planner, understanding hospitality and how you're supposed to treat people. Um, So I think there's a lot of our competitors that do a really good job in a lot of different ways, Um, but we're unique because when you travel with us, you're family, and um, I hope that our family gets to come down to Tampa next week.
0: No, listen, same here because it's the same thing. It's that's what mostly life is about here is, is family networking with different folks. And uh, believe me, it, it would be a great thing to, to team up obviously with, with Philly sports trips, but it, it's good to see because obviously we saw the, the smiling faces on the fans and, and from the people who shared pictures on social media, uh, Jamie, the Philly the, the Philly sports guy had uh, shared his thoughts as well when it came to making the trip. So you, you definitely have, the right capacity of folks that are with you taking the trip and bringing that energy with them. Obviously, coming down here to Tampa will be absolutely phenomenal when it comes down to my end because I would love to see you guys down here and celebrating because the last time I went to Raymond Jane Stadium they didn't work out too well with Nick Foles and, and Eagles. But again, that was the year after Super Bowl, after we won it. So hopefully this time around, it would be a win. And I know I think Rick Marcus was talking about as far as the scenario for the wild card game, how would it play out? Basically, Rick. Eagles got to win is what it comes down to. Eagles must win uh, the same way when it comes down to Tampa. So that, that's probably the only the best case scenario they're going to end up having for the Eagles to answer that question. Uh, but listen to everyone else, because I know everyone has things to do as well tonight. Gordy, I know you have a show to get to as far as getting tomorrow and getting prepped for that stuff. But uh, I would like to thank everyone who came on with us here tonight. Uh, Minus Fuji, because I, I see him all the time. So I don't worry about <laughs> Fuji <food> as much. <laughs> but, no, but seriously, uh, listen, Chris Gordy, thank you so much. And I want Chris to let everyone know by you where they can find you, whether it's social media and, of course, for the show itself.
5: Yeah, um, me and Andy Kalu we're on Houston Radio. On, uh, you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. Just search uh, Sports Talk 790 or in the trenches. And uh, we don't just talk Houston sports. We talk national NFL stuff. We'll be talking a lot about this Cowboys-Eagles game. Uh, come Monday, of course, and recap in the weekend that was. And then uh, in addition, if you're a college football fan, I also host the uh, Locked On SEC podcast covering the S- SEC as a whole. And look, if the Eagles keep all three of the first round picks that they that they have coming up in, in the draft mm-hmm. in April, man, uh, the odds are pretty good that they'll be taking somebody from the SEC because there's so many SEC players <laughs> Uh, that that end up in the first round every single year. So uh, plenty of good talent. I don't know if they're going to keep all the picks. They may trade back. They may move around. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, certainly got an opportunity to uh, get some really good talent on this team. So check that out. uh, Locked on SEC if you're interested.
0: All right. And, and well, for Jen, thank you. I know you had a busy night tonight. I know you rushed home as far as beyond with us. We do appreciate it. And we'll see you again come uh, next week. And if you're available Saturday night, by all means, jump with us on Saturday night here as we do the Eagles pregame show on Saturday nights. I'd love to have you back here on Saturday, but again, also let the folks know how they can find you as well.
4: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. Like I said in the beginning, any chance I get to talk about the Eagles, of course I'm going to take that opportunity. But um, as far as social media goes, you can find me at, uh, at Jennifer McRaw underscore. It's exactly how it's spelled um, as you see my name tonight. But you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, that's basically it, the most of them that I'm that I'm on. I'm also um, a columnist for uh, like like Angel mentioned earlier, Sports Talk Philly. Um, it's it's a it's a blast. In my second week writing there, I actually got to interview Rodney McLeod for him or Rodney McCloud and his wife Erica for their foundation, Change Our Future, which um, focuses on building up the youth in Philadelphia. They had their sneaker ball in December. I got to go to that. It was a lot of fun. Gosh. So um, they're really good people. Obviously, they're talented people on the field and just as great people off the field. But that's, that's enough about them. That's enough about me. Um, thank you again. And I'd be more than happy to come on Saturday night.
0: All right. I'll make sure to send you the invite there. And uh, for Vince Rizzuto, one more time, where everybody can find you. We know where we can find you, but please let people know where they can find you.
3: I'll be tailgating on Saturday night, so you can't, you can't have me on. Um, <laughs> but you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Philly Sports Trips all the time. Uh, you can email me, Vince, at Philly Sports Trips, if you have any questions. And uh, go, Birds. It was a real pleasure to be on Broad Street South. Thanks again, guys. No, Thank, you Thank you for coming on. I, I Thank coming on.
0: I don't want to forget Dave's question here, because he, he did mention real quick, he's, he's asking, would the uh, A.B., cause Arians a playoff. I don't, I don't believe so whatsoever. If they lose it in playoffs, I don't think uh, Arians definitely does not lose his job because of it. And real quick again, uh, Chris, do you believe he'll lose his job?
5: No, but if there was any animosity behind the scenes where they thought maybe they, you know, they need to part ways, they would spit it into Hayes retiring. So if Bruce Arians leaves at all the, after the season, it's because he's retiring, whether that is by his own decision or somebody else's.
0: Right. No, nope, absolutely true. And with that being said, I'd like to thank again our sponsors for this evening. Tampa Joe's once again at ninety three sixteen Anderson Road out there in beautiful Tampa, right away, from right next to the airport. So again, jump off the aircraft, go in there, and get your food. Ninety three sixteen <laughs> Anderson Road. Also, you can order at tampajoes.com Same for it, LG Direct from Larry Gilman. LG Direct Sales Solutions, which is the name of the studio here at LG Direct for your secure payment solutions and or even apparel, please reach out to Larry at LGDirect.net and or at 855-777-3863. 855-777-3863. And for the finest Monte Cristos in the Delaware Valley, please visit Goose's Monte Crystal Lounge and tobacconist, CigarGoose.com, out there at 250 West Ridge Pike, in beautiful Royersford, Pennsylvania, one nine four six eight. And if you guys have never been there before, I would say for you guys go out there and check out his human door. It's an absolutely beautiful shop. And again, thanks to the panel tonight: Chris, Jen, Vince, Nick. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate. I know we're always busy when it comes to Clemson, but we appreciate you coming on. Fuji, not as much. It's okay because I again I oh, team no. every single week, so it's not a big deal. But no, no, and Fuji, thanks for coming on. Of course, for Debbie, my producer there in Studio B, and for uh, DJ Montage. You know, he had uh, kind of little little flipsy side when it came to his internet, but no big deal. Thanks for him, for helping out. And uh, everyone, we will see you Saturday night. It is a 8 o'clock start, if I remember correctly. 8.15. 8.15, so we should be on about uh, 7 o'clock. So we'll see everyone Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Fuji, you have the last word.
1: Go, Birds. One want to thank Chris, Jen, Vince, especially coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Nick, it's been great seeing you. Hopefully, you're on Saturday.
2: Thank you, Fuji. Unfortunately, I won't. I'm going to the Clippers game. but.
0: I will be watching the Eagles. No, we'll see. All right. Any, any
1: any any predictions for
5: Saturday
0: night? We're going to see them for Saturday, but it, well, yeah, Chris won't be here. So, uh, Chris, your prediction?
3: Twenty seventeen, Philly.
0: All right, Vince.
3: Low scoring game, fourteen to seven.
0: Ooh, all right, Jen, you want Eagles. to say yours now? Or you want to wait till Saturday night? Uh, I'll
4: say, I'll say mine now. I. I'll say twenty twenty one seventeen. That that may change. Oh, Eagles, Eagles, obviously. Um, that may change though. Not
2: you, donkey. All right, I'm, hold on. I want to look at the spread here before I make a pick.
4: Should <laughs> <laughs> um, have that, that it's always one. Here we
2: go. Okay, All yeah, Cow- right, Cowboys. Cowboys are two and a half point favorite. I'll take the Eagles to cover, and I'll take them to win. Uh, I don't like predicting scores because I know I'm going to get it wrong. So I'll just pick Philly to win by uh, at least one.
1: I would
0: that uh, Yeah. You, should, you
1: better be saying that.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. I'll, I think it's going to be closer than that. So I'll say 14, 10 birds, but we'll see. Anything can happen. But again, we will see everyone on a Saturday night at seven o'clock. Thanks again, to everyone who tuned in tonight from overseas, 28 states here in the United States, including Brazil and Uruguay and Puerto Rico. So we will see everyone again on saturday night everyone have a great night